I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, quest. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Vic Cohen, and uh, it's great to have you all here. It's great to have my guest. As I always tell everyone who joins us here on the show, this is the place where there is no question that is ever too personal ever off limits. So prepare yourself, guest. <laughs> I will. Ooh, the mystery voice. Who is that man? Well, let me tell you. If you saw this guy on the street, or if you're watching on the video version of our show, you probably recognize him from comedy fame that was achieved, his comedy fame that was achieved on Last Comic Standing about 10 years ago. Not that far, please. Yes. I've done the research. 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And if you saw him on the street and didn't recognize him, right, didn't recognize him from Last Comic Standing, you'd probably lock your doors and drive away very fast. It's nice to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're going to get into that, that look of yours. Yeah. You've got a definitely, you definitely have a very uh, unusual and perhaps threatening look. I'm going to go that far. Please do. I, I am. I just have. Please. Hello to our guest, comedian, very funny guy, Jay London. Hello, sir. Hello, thank you. Thank How you are you? Thank making me feel older than I hear the word, sir, but please go on. Well, that's not, this is out of respect. Yes, sir. Not age. Yes, sir. No, yes, sir. I have complete respect for you, and that's how I thank show you. it, by using the word sir. Thank you. Yes. So, um, welcome. It's so good to have you here. And it's a pleasure to be here. You know, I've seen you in the rooms doing stand-up. I've done stand-up as well, you know, in the same place. I don't know if you remember, it was a long time ago. Um, I've always been impressed with your tenacity and... Um, you know, you are you are like um, really dedicated to your stand-up and the craft, the art. Uh, you know, I kind of think of this fellow named Archie Moore who was light heavyweight champion of the world. And when he got his shot, he was 39 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's the tenacity and, and, the, and the durability of, of not throwing in that proverbial towel. Well, let's get into that in a minute. I, sure. I, but I just wanted to share that with you. That that's one of the things I've always felt. Thank and you. I've seen you around town, even... Uh, you know, just about. I've run into you, uh, I think, on Vermont, yes. perhaps, at uh, the coffee bean over there. Uh, Starbucks, I believe. <laughs> I even have the date. Yeah, I know. It's a big day for me, yes. too. Now, for those of you who can't see Jay, um, God forbid, due to uh, blindness, yes. <laughs> that's horrible, or, you know, some kind of vision issue, or or you're not watching, again, the vision, uh, the uh, video version, he has uh, he has dread, dreads. Um, he uh, He's wearing... Um, a jean vest over bib overalls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, Mr. Carson. How many bib overalls do you own? Because I know it's your look. You um, own the look. I own the look. I should have hooked up with that great, uh, that great uh, dungaree uh, overall company. I forget. Right, right. As a uh, Oshbegosh or something? Yes, Oshbegosh or whatever to, to sponsor. Get on that mic, really on top yes. of it. Yes, um, but Thank I'm you. a Goodwill uh, ambassador. I, I shop at Goodwill and I look for any... <laughs> Right. Oh, no, I think Goodwill's too good for you, actually. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> Don't insult Goodwill that way. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. Seriously. Thank so, you. so, uh, but yours, you have a look. A lot of comics do for, you know, we all know that Dangerfield, it was the uh, the red tie and um, Steve Martin was the white suit. And now you, your look has become, over the years, the bib overalls, uh, a leather jacket over to the right arm. Mm. Correct? Well, it could just be any kind of jacket. Any jacket. It doesn't jacket. have to be leather. Okay. And there's usually a crumpled up piece of paper that yes. appears to be 
notes, jokes. Which are notes. Okay, great. It's a suicide note. But <laughs> uh, Well, it's like Columbo. I've been called Columbo a few times. Oh, you do kind of hunch over and look yeah, that way. Yeah, ask that question. Now, your first joke always, and it's become uh, well-known, is actually uh, the way you describe yourself. And why don't you do that for us, for those who, again, don't know you? Uh, you might recognize me. I'm the fourth guy from the left on the evolutionary chart. <laughs> Please like me. <laughs> and, and, and it's such a great joke because he does look like a caveman. And, I, and when you've done the joke, usually you hunch over a little, don't you? Uh, I, I kind of like the mic where I am hunched over. I look like I'm ready to go off in, in a uh, swimming competition. Right, and it's a, it's such a great joke, and um, and you always do that joke, right? I try to open up with different things now. I open up with, due to the way I look, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Pardon my appearance, I'm under renovation. <laughs> well, um, the look, though, is part of the act, correct? It or is. Or is this just who you are? If you were a plumber, you'd be dressed, in, uh, you'd have the dreads. and that. The... You know, I kind of wrote a one-man show called I Never Won Being Jerry Lewis. I never differentiated who I was on and off the stage. This is basically me. Maybe a bloated me when I'm on stage, but this is... So an exaggerated it. version of you on stage. On stage, That's correct. what I mean by bloated. Not that yes. you're retaining water. I do. Not information, <laughs> but water, yes. Uh, and I'm curious, because the look is unusual, yeah. and pardon me for asking, but this is a fair question. Please. Do you ever get treated differently? Like, do people look at you a certain way, get scared, or... Because well. uh, not that you look threatening, but there's something about you that's... It's definitely like, you know, survival instincts. If I didn't know you, I would well, be, you well, know. Yeah, let me tell you how it's getting. If I go on, I'm, I'm using now public transportation. I would say uh, seven out of 10 people won't sit next to me, even if it's rush hour. <laughs> so that does say a lot. Is that true? It, it, it could be true, yes. It could be. Well, yes, anything. It is but, true. But I'm, is true. So you'll find that there could be an, uh, a busy full car. Yeah. yeah, like a subway car or a bus, yeah. uh, and there'll be maybe one or two seats next to you, and, and people then they would still rather will stand. remain to stand. So that's wonderful. Not really, because it still hurts the it hurts. No, it irks the ego a little bit. Well, Does you it? Know, yeah, because I, I I I'm harmless and whatever. I maybe I did put I built this this shield or this wall, but I'm just a soft little porcupine. You're a pussy like, cat. I'm a pussy cat with threads. Declawed, declawed pussy cat. Yeah, <laughs> declawed with a uh, pussy cat with a bib overalls. Yes. and a leather jacket. <laughs> yes, you keep. Yes, yes. Now, um, why the bib overalls? How did that I, come about? I really don't know. I, excuse me. I really don't know where this came about. It just happened one day, and I just I felt it was easy to put on, and I can, and I didn't have to show a midriff, <laughs> a girth. Right. Yes. Have you noticed that the bibs have been getting a little larger in the front over the years? No, not through swimming now. I don't want to divert and do mealy mouth. Now I swim, so that helps you do? me you reduce swim? my weight. Okay, great. Keep my weight. So you're pretty much you're athletic, you'd say, or, or fit? Uh, I I don't know how athletically fit I am, but I've always used exercise as a venue. Okay, well, great. Now, how long have you been doing stand up? Since 1986, November of 1986. You remember the day? I remember it was at a place called Jimmy's Comedy Alley in Queens, New York, Bayside, and that's when I got my first initiation. 86. 86, and, 96, 2006. So we we're yeah. coming up in a few years, it'll be 30 years. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Who were you then as a comic compared to today? That's a very good question. When I first went on stage, I mean, I, I my hair was shortage, 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 shortage. Little speech impediment. The difference is now he can't speak. I can't talk. <laughs> Back uh, then he could put a sense together. You know, and I learned something on stage that I wasn't that New Year's Eve act. I wasn't that all American, hey, red, 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 white, and blue, rah, rah, rah. And then I started to do self-deprecating humor. So it took me about three years to find that persona well, of self. Well, that's interesting you say that because, um, you know, 
having seen your act, a lot of, um, you know, the self-deprecation, but you go kind of almost further. I mean, Rodney Dangerfield had self-deprecating jokes or Henny Youngman, I think, I will remember the, 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 the scent was a bit self-deprecating. You go so far as to apologize for being on stage. I'm sorry you'll never see me again. <laughs> right. Why is this night different than any other night? Yeah. Right. You go, I promise this will be over soon. Yeah. yeah. Now, how to see, to me, my instincts are that if you do too much of that, they might buy into the fact that you really think you're bombing and then they're not going to be on your side because why are they rooting for a guy who's so uncomfortable and dislikes himself so much? So, you are 100% right, but now I've learned to do a little choreography. I don't hit that hard anymore at the beginning. I kind of soft step it and find little other issues to bring out, and then I hit. I see. So, so, um, so you've, what I've observed, you felt too that perhaps it's, it, it, you got to be get careful with it or too much. That it's, too if it's much. too much, the audience starts to root against you maybe because they think they start to believe, yeah, he's not. He should be apologizing. Yeah, or or the fact that uh, you know I'm I'm sabotaging myself in a way. You know I'm I'm hurting myself, so I'm mm-hmm. learning how to pull back a little bit. Is that voice that says I'm sorry and you know like I remember uh, you go oh I'm oh for one oh for one that's right you know meaning the joke didn't work but see like my way of and I'm not saying you know you've had incredible success so who am I to tell you no uh, I will say from my own experience I find that it's better to let the audience decide now if a joke obviously doesn't work the truth of the moment will play great but i always find when comics start to and maybe it's different with you because you're it's an act but when comics start to bail on their act on stage and turn on the audience real quickly um but you don't turn on the audience never the only again you apologize to them no the only person i turn on i mean i turn on i turn to as far as Hurting is myself. I never go out there and lash out at a at a customer. Oh, that's or, true. That's never. True. I, it's it's me. It's all on me. So the self deprecation. I mean, where's that from? Because it doesn't seem like an act. Hey, whoa! This guy's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I I am. Fr- I, I I I hold a lot of uh, a lot of candles in my little uh, sanctuary. You know, and each one basically uh, permits a certain dark area. What Does you, that make sense? I don't metaphor? even want to talk about um, I want to pretend that I believe, but yes. I understand, but I'm not alone. There are a lot of people listening, so uh, I can't. I need you to really explain that. Um, you know, I, I guess I, I really had all the, the, the foundation and all the workings of being a comic. Uh, my friend's father, who discovered Dangerfield, uh, Richard Lewis, all the, a great club called Pips in Brooklyn, New York, and he once said, give me a comic who can't pay his rent, has bad teeth, no girlfriend, can't keep a word, and I'll make him a superstar. And I have a lot of those uh, those markings. So turning a po- uh, negative into a positive. Yeah, and, and, and also it, it's my makeup. It's who I am. You know, it's just me. I'm, I'm this. This is all, you know, I, I'm starting to learn this is just all a veil. It's just a veil. And what are you veiling? What are you covering up? I guess the real me, which I haven't still found after so many years. Serious? Yeah. What if this is the real you? I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in a lot of trouble. You, you feel no. like there's something that you cover up? That, or you're not uh, I, I, I should be on cloud nine. I'm not here to talk about cavalier ways that I've done and how I've been this little Batman kind of guy helping people in the streets of New York, you know, and I've done these little heroic things and this and that. And I, 
you wouldn't suspect that from me, and I should be more have more of a of a a powerful stance. Meaning, you should have more self esteem. No, just more self confidence in knowing I did that. I did that. I did that, and yet I have a lot of scar tissue. What's that from? A rough childhood? Were there things that happened? I I would have to say yeah. What I, happened? I, I, uh, well, I I I did a one eighty in my life. I went from where I definitely was headed to the penitentiary to this and grew my hair and became somebody that uh, knew that I had this creative instinct. Are you Jewish? Yes, I am. From New York. What a surprise. The Bronx, New York. <laughs> but um, so a Jewish kid from the Bronx, New York. Yeah. I hate to be so stereotypical, but that's generally not the guy who ends up going to prison. Where, I what know. was going on in your life? What were you doing that would have taken you to prison? Well, I just, I diverted. I mean, I just... You know, they say group, who you who you hang out with, this and that. And I guess being a loner, I had to attach myself to somebody or something. So I found that attractive. You who were you hanging out with? People who were losers, people who had $1,000 a week heroin habits. You know, just the bottom Were fears. you doing drugs? I, I never did heroin or anything. I've, I mean, I, I once said that I, I'm addicted to prescription glasses. <laughs> that doesn't Today count. Today I am. <laughs> that doesn't count. No. Uh, you I, left them at home. I, yeah. Um, you know, there, there's been a trail of that, but now today I know what the past can... Okay, I don't want to... I'm not going to, like, hang on this too much, but I, I'm sure all of you listening, and I, I mean, I'm curious, when you say... I Give me some specifics. When you say you were heading to the penitentiary, what were you actually doing? I'm not asking you to incriminate yourself... I'm just curious as to what that means. Are you using hyperbole? Is it, it sounds so sexy to say that, but what was really happening? Well, again, I, I, as soon as you, you know, the formative years, after the formative years, that's when the little hegdish, uh, I'll use a Yiddish word, the troubles began. And the internal fighting with family and the internal outside fighting, always fighting a lot. A little you, bit you, of a, were your parents in growing up with you? They were together? Uh, well, I don't really know my early, early years, but I know from so many years later that... Were you adopted? No, I can't say that, but I think I was brought up in an adoptive service, uh, adoptive services, and I still have a haziness about it. You don't know where you grew up? I, I Well, I believe it, at the beginning was maybe a foundling home. I still never got an honest answer, and then I was brought in by my natural parents, and that's the way it's the been. The natural parents, the ones biologically? Yes, yeah. So I, there, I, yeah, so there was a period of time from yeah. your birth to what? Three... That you were not with your biological parents. Yes, yes. Yeah. And perhaps staying with the state or foster families. Something on that order. But you, don't, you never found out why I or what I probed happened. and pried and, and it was always the, the jewel that I want, the nugget that I wanted to always know, like taking a DNA test. You know, I wanted to know my, my trackings, my, my past. And you're sure that your net, the parents who raised yeah, you were your biological They are. I think it's like the man in the gray flannel suit with the... Uh, a backstreet affair that may have evolved at a time when this was an unnecessary... So you think you might be the product of your mother having an affair? Oy, Is that what you're suggesting? my mother. Well, no, I'm just asking. Uh, I just a, think it was a time where I'm they couldn't handle the situation. So there was something going on. Something was going on. Yeah, and you, th but you didn't mention the word affairs. <laughs> now you're backing off. But is no, I, I, you know, I, I just feel that. Uh, it's interesting. The truth was not not given to me fully. So that's crazy making, isn't it? On my part? Yeah, for that you. I'm, I'm, it, How do you it hurts. It hurts sometimes. It doesn't hurt as much as it did. But you don't... I don't want, please. No, I mean, those first three years, they say, uh, oh, yeah. anyone will say, you know, in the psychology world, that yeah. that's the, those are formative bedrock yeah. years of trust and attachments. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I've always had this detachment. And then my father was a kind of a ruffian, you know, meaning he he was a tough tough guy. Where is he from? He, also the Bronx, or did he come he over would, no, from no, Russia no. or something? I think as a kid he went back to Odessa to it's Russia, he, and then he no one does that. Wow, <laughs> wow, this guy knows everything. <laughs> he went back. Yeah, and then you know he just at the end, but at the end he always his his moniker, his banner, his logo was be a man and keep your word, and he was he was such a man. So he had ethic. Yeah. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Morals and oh yeah. And, and that's I, and, and that's what and that's when I did my one one eighty. I used to just laugh at him. Yeah, whatever you say, yeah, in one ear and out the other. But then, you know, I cherish those words from him. Words from He him. went back to Odessa? As a kid. We, we're going way, way back. And okay, then he came back to the United States. I see, okay. He went with his grandmother to visit, I guess, his, his, his family. In okay, Odessa. so it was just a trip. It was yes, a, or, that's all it was. Okay. Like, this is, this is a this trip. This is a trip. Like, this is a trip. Just like we're in Odessa. Yes. Actually, my family's from Minsk and Odessa. Oh, there you go. So there you go. We could be cousins. And so your name is not Cone then, for real. Is oh, it's Kowinski? Cohen. Yeah, oh, no, it's Cohen. I thought maybe Kowinski. Sure. Or... I had a joke that my parents, you know, they originally, their last name was Goldstein, but they changed it to Cohen. You know, yeah, not yeah. the most, not the brightest. Right. <laughs> yeah, not, not a good name change if you're yes. trying to hide the Jewish thing. Yeah. So, um, so you never really knew that story. You still don't know about these first three years. There's a haziness. Okay, a so haziness. at what point, you said you had a 180 degree shift in your life. About how old were you? Well, when I was about... 22, 23. You were you know, a man. You were a young I man. I was a man, a young man. And then I had my little brushes with the law. And then I went vives. What is this? What am I doing here? And I kind of this little Vives, is that Yiddish? Yes. Vives, like what's happening here? Okay. So you, you know, and awakening. I took a step back and I just kind of changed my life. What was the awakening? Was there a moment? Was there something that happened? I fell out of an elevator shaft and I broke about 40 bones in my body. Really? Uh, yeah. How did that happen? Inebriated. I went to celebrate something, and I fell out of an air shaft, and that taught me a big. What's thing. an air shaft? Like a an elevator shaft. An elevator. I fell shaft. out a story, story and a half. Yeah, fractured. I still got. I got a limp still from it, but uh, yeah. How did you not die? Yeah, I was saved. Another thing that saved was an awakening, and I ended up in Bellevue Orthopedic Ward for a month, and this and that. Were you an alcoholic? No. I just, I, when I say inebriated, it was mit the, mit the other little concoctions. So the, I want to act like an elderly Jewish man here so I can... No, this is called, it's a fair state. question. Yes. And this was, these are called youthful indiscretions. Please. If you put that in front of it, it doesn't matter. Yes. Um, I was, uh, I was uh, a little uh, out loaded. there. You're yeah. loaded with yeah. drugs, alcohol, yeah. having a little too good of a time. Yes, and I took this plunge and fell. And Were you with buddies and you just... Was no, it, again, was it a by, joke? It was or? by myself. I got inebriated, and it was the end of the uh, summer, and I wanted to celebrate, and I ended up in this disco in the East Village, and that was the end of that. Who found you? From yelling and, and writhing in pain, and then this ambulette took me to Bellevue Orthopedic. What's an ambulette? A smaller version of an ambulance. Well, so is Petite. Oh, yeah. Big guy like you? You yeah. deserve a big ambulance. A big ambulance. <laughs> so so um, you, get, you break 40 bones. In my ankle, my fractured, my pelvis, this and that. And you're like, this is crazy. This has got to stop. Yeah, and then I saw the love and everything from my from the parental, and that was a big change. You too. didn't know they loved you. Well, I didn't do that to prove prove love. I'm I not asking just, that, but oh. I mean, as far as did you was there doubt that that there was love from them, but this confirmed it. Well, one day at a picnic on a July Fourth or Memorial Day, some kind of summer like holiday, my father said to me in front of this picnic bench or whatever, Jay, I'm sorry for the way I treated you. And it took so many years for, for him to say that, you know, I, you know. What, did, what, was the, what was the apology for? How did he treat you? 
Was there physical violence? Or? I, well, he was a little brutish at times. Meaning? Brutish. Was that like belt, well, hand? Yeah, yeah. T- temper, let's just say that. Um, I'm not trying to... Uh, lash out, you know, lash out. And, you know, not lash out because I'm making him look like the, uh, the one that was a negative. It was me. I was an instigator and I was a ruffian. So you see your part in it. Yeah, definitely. What's a ruffian? It's a great word. Uh, unmanageable. Uh, a little bit of a street yeah, guy. Yeah, street. Like, uh, I think you that's, know, how, uh, that's what I think of when I think of that Yeah, word. yeah. Okay, and so... I was unruly. So it sounds to me that you were... And tell me, because I it's been I haven't gotten the exact answers that I'm. Am answering. I am I hate am I no, not no, no, diverting? No, this is, am I no, I'm and it's just when I'm going to move on. But yeah, I please. just I'm just so curious. I'm like kind of hung on this. Yeah. Were you stealing cars? Yeah, I did that. Okay. Were you writing bad checks? Never got in. I was too dumb to do things like that. Okay. Forgery and things like that. Bad handwriting. Uh, yeah. Did you? Uh, it involved too much work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you could hotwire a car pretty good. No, with others. It was okay. never me. I was never the culprit. You know, okay. but I was always the tag along. Okay. You know, me watching Following. out, breaking and entering. So you broke into homes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as, a, as a teenager. Did you have? Did you? See, was this because you were rebelling against your family? You think when you look back on it, and and the, that question of love in your life. I don't, you know, I feel like I'm going back to the to the to the couch. You should have a couch here. <laughs> there should be a couch. You can lie with down a soft on the table light, if you want. With a soft light. Well, we were talking that it, it is true that go on. What we're going to no, say. you were going to say no, I'm but sorry. St- you know, stand-up comedians and people who work in entertainment and often the comedy world have complex childhoods. Often, I mean, I think we all do. It doesn't matter what you do, yeah. but I always find that there's a, often a colorful childhood when it comes to people in the arts. It was very colorful. Yeah. Very colorful and very unique. I mean, the situations I got into, I mean, and then years later, there must, there is, there is a karma. You know, I got picked up for Son of Sam. I got picked up for attempted. I, I, I mean, well, we what just, are you, wait, yeah, so, I, I don't want to go there. No, but, but you dropped that bomb. So now we got to go real quick because I don't want to yeah. get caught up in that. Okay. You, are you telling me people thought you were Son of Sam? No, I, I, I try to, uh, I used poetry at one time to ensnare or entrap this girl because of her beauty. And I wrote a poem. When you say trap, but this was out of love, yeah, infatuation. Yes, there was not, nothing yeah, uh, nefarious. No, this. no. Okay. And two minutes later, cop cars. When I left, came in to Flushing Queens, and they went on right on the sidewalk and picked me up and whisked me to the 109 precinct in Flushing. Spent about four minutes with me and said, "Get the, you know, the cursing, get out of here." Like they knew. Why did they pick me. you up? Because of this young girl. What about? Because I wrote her a poem at the. In when you yogurt. say young girl, she was of age, right? Yeah. You know, and she was so attractive. So I didn't have why to communicate. Why would that? Well, why would that? You ask me. Oh, so I don't she know. She called the police on yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unwanted love. Unwanted love. <laughs> Unasked for. Un. Yeah. Okay. So um, I get a sense now. It was nothing serious. This wasn't like attempted murder. No, no. But no. these were crimes that um, eventually were going to lead to major crimes. No. Potentially. Well, well, that's what you said, that you were, I mean, the well, sense that you just saw where it was going. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then again, I went to visit somebody up in Sing Sing, upstate New York, and then that's when I had closure. Sing Sing is a very famous prison, correct? Yeah, in Austin, New York. Is it a, a federal prison? No, it's state, a state facility, okay. and the person happened to be a parole violator. So One I, of your buddies? Yeah, and he got sick, and I had the the... the, the the nerve and the idiot and being so idiotic in, in smuggling methadone to him in prison because he was detoxing from heroin. 
These are very. Is this, this comedy? Is this did. is not comedy. This is. Is this comedy? Now's the time to apologize. I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. I'm sorry that you have to hear this filth. There, that's now. That's legitimate for once. Actually, um, you know, we're all about all things here. Okay. And this is interesting, and I know it's interesting to you guys listening too, because it's in the psychology. You know, we can see your stand up on stage, and we're going to hear some of your jokes. I want you to share, you know, the flavor in a little Surely. bit. But um, no, this this is good stuff. I mean, it's very interesting. To, to hear what, what you've been through. Um, I've been, I was a goody two-shoes, you know. I was very scared to do anything wrong, which actually served me. Are you from a one-child family? <laughs> no, there are three of us. And you were in the middle. Let me interview you. Were you in the middle? Or I'm the we're oldest, actually. Oh, the oldest. Do you have other siblings? Yes, I do. And uh, what are they like? I mean, uh, Well, if you ever watched, what was that great movie uh, with the cartoonists? And he talked about his family. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he, it's, it, it's a family of neurotics. Okay. And uh, bipolarism. And so you have how many siblings? Uh, two sisters, and I had two brothers. One passed on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, so you have three surviving. Yes. And they do they have traditional, like, suburban-type lives? Oh, one is very well-to-do out in East Hampton and Quag, and my other sister's taking care of my mom, you know, in her later years. Okay. Her golden years. Is your mom okay? She's all right. She's 90 years old, and she's fine. Oh, wow. Do you get to see her often? I was seeing her when I was on the road, maybe two or three times a year. But I speak, I'm a mama's boy. I speak to almost every night. Oh, that's nice. I am a mama's boy. She can't hear you. <laughs> she, she can. She can. She has those powers. No, but she, so she, you give her a call on the phone. Oh, I'm a mom. Again, mama's boy. Right. But let me, doesn't, don't you think being a mama's boy, though, I know that sounds nice, but doesn't it interfere with the ability to connect with a woman? Woman? Uh, your, your love life. My love life. I, I did a joke once. I said that I'm dating myself now. I got in touch with my feminine side and I just started to date myself. And after the first date, I told myself I could do better. <laughs> That's how I'm doing in the dating department. <laughs> but I, I think that for men who are quote unquote mothers, mama's boys, there does tend to be a challenge for them to have intimacy with a female of their own age. That's just an observation I've had. That And, and it's not judgment. It's just that how much room is there for a, a woman well, I don't come out of that John Candy movie where he was calling his mom every two minutes when he was a police officer. Remember that <laughs> movie? I forget what it was with John Candy. Uh, right. I know what you're talking. Only the Lonely? Was it? Is that it? Uh, I, I don't... No, I, don't, I, never, I never go that far. I call out of respect and I want to know how she's doing. Okay. You know, so. Well, let's talk about um, a little of your career here uh, more on the nose. Now, 2003, 2004, you had the biggest break of your life. A show comes out a reality show featuring stand-up comics, hmm. you have the balls to go out there. Probably the biggest venue you've ever played. Am I correct? This is true. Mainly you've been playing small clubs, coffee shops, mm-hmm. tiny rooms, for years toiling away. You get your shot. Mm-hmm. And how far do you go in that first season? The first season was a huge season for Last Comic Standing. Their ratings were probably at their highest, I'm guessing. Yeah, I believe I came in fourth or fifth, somewhere right in the in the neck nectar of the competition. Who won that year? Alonzo Bowden. Okay. Now a lot of you may know Alonzo. He's a very successful comic. Yes. And he, and that launched his career. Yes. So you you came in. Did you say fourth or f- in that area? Fourth or fifth? Okay. Let's just say fourth. Okay. Let's say fifth. But go ahead. Let's say fifth. Right. I love that you don't know. You know. Come no, on. no, no, no. Really, I don't want to act that idiotic. No, really. That's I, I never found out. If I were on Last Comic Standing, how do you not know? 
watch the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, it seems like this is an act. Well, it doesn't seem like it's it, an act. It is what it is. You really have no idea if you came in fourth. I believe or fifth I came in fourth. This, uh, this I believe national... I came in fourth because I lost to Alonzo Bowden in the semifinals. Okay. And okay. That, yeah. We'll go for it. But I love how you wanted to go with five. That's the self-deprecation. Well, that shows, yeah. <laughs> if it's between four or five, I was fifth. I should have okay. said second. Yeah, That's but, funny. Okay, so you were fourth. Yeah. They invite you back. Is that correct? They, the public invites me back. They okay. get a, uh, a call in. For the second season? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And where did you place in that season? Um... I, I think all with all within that second, all within that ranking. You know, okay, I just so, was very high on the. Uh, okay, on you the, did. You were there a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. let me paint the picture the way please, I see it. Please. Okay. Jay London, quasi caveman, mm -hmm. toiling away, mm -hmm. having some self esteem issues, but enough so enough self esteem to say I'm going for it. That's right. Correct. That's right. You get out there that first time, last comic standing, mm. got a big crowd. How many people were in the audience? Well, it was at the Las Vegas, uh, the Paris, Paris, Paris. Okay. And it was in that big auditorium, maybe 2,000. 2,000 people. Yeah. You come out there, mm -hmm. you got the coat over your your arm, mm -hmm. the crumpled up paper. Mm -hmm. What's your first joke? Is it the caveman joke? No, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Thank you. Take my life, please. <laughs> Instead of wife, I said, take my life. Got it. Okay. And then I got into my shtick. I don't know okay. what I... Something about Vegas that I had a beautiful room that overlooked my wallet. <laughs> now, your humor is, you know, some people online call you the king of one-liners. Now, some people love one-liners, some don't. Just like some people like prop comics, some don't. Everyone loves, has a, comedy so varying. Yeah. They responded. Correct? Oh, they sure did. And uh, I mean, I, I within those so many years, I ate up 15 years of material, so... Uh, I wanted them to keep on liking me. That first joke, when you heard, gave that first joke, now you seem like you're a nervous guy because I've seen you backstage before a performance. Um, were you shaking? No, I don't shake. I, I just, let's do it. If I did my homework, it's, I okay. don't want to get stickish, sticky like here, but it's kind of like boxing. If you did your homework, let's do it. I mean, so you're, I, you're, in a, it's a, you're mentally ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Spiritually, okay. mentally. Do you do get it. caught up and what if the audience doesn't like you? I can tell within the first 15 seconds. And is that a bad thing? It's going to, I got to have plan B. What is plan B? Oh, yeah. That's plan B. Is oh, there I, a plan B? Well, I start talking, you know, I, then I, 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 sometimes I'm, I actually act as like I'm talking here and I can be very funny, just ad-libbing or whatever. But I, I, I still hide it and I still camouflage it. Camouflage what? That you're bombing in your mind? No, that I'm not being me and I'm camouflaging with the one-liners. How do you like to hear that? Instead of me being me as, you know, hey, I'm from here and, you know, the regular generic funny comic. So you're, you use the one line. Well, that, but that is your act, the one line. But it is my act. So it's confusing. So we're going nowhere. Confused. Yes, <laughs> we're going nowhere. But you, your plan B is more one line. It would yeah. be to go to one yeah. liners. And um, do you change the act on the spot? Oh, I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I work without a net. I, I like taking, taking chances if I did my homework. Well, don't you have uh, a set in your head what you're going to say when you I walk do, out? but that can that can change in two minutes. I mean, I can get somebody to be rowdy in an audience, and they that they can they can take me off my course. So, so I have to have something ready. So that first time you perform, your was that a live show or was it on tape? The the one in Paris, Paris. No, that was live. That okay, was live. so you're live across the country. Mm -hmm. You get off stage. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that happens? I think I got emotional. I got emotional because I did that well, and I saw all these people getting up for me. Jay London, you know, again, here's a self 
deprecation. They now. cried. They, I mean, they, you cried, but they were standing for you, and you got a standing ovation. I didn't know how to handle it. You know, sometimes you don't know how to handle not success, but the the emotion. Do you think there's a fear of success? Very good question. I need about ten minutes to figure that out. No, I'm ready. I mean, I had, I have this, still have this thirst. I still have this hunger to achieve some status, and and let me then let me walk away after thirty. What is the goal? Good question. These are, um. You know, I like doing one, I do one minute little films uh, where I'm selling dirt cheap off of a highway and I have these little, I do the little films. So that's just to get something, it, just to get back in, back in TV in some way. I sound okay. like a desperado. All right. And I'm not. Or am I? So, um, so let's get, I want to get back to the, uh, your backstage and you're crying. Yeah. I'm, I'm emotional. I like using the word emotional. Yeah. Okay. Well, you were crying though, correct? Yes, I was. Okay. And um, I could see why you would be from what you've described. Thank you. A I, lot of people go to stand up for love. Yeah, maybe that's the whole deal. But, and it's also the ego stroking. It's, 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 it's the patting in the back. You know, it's, it's nurturing. It's the loving. You know? Now, did you end up, uh, so you do that and then you're on what? Three or four more show episodes or how many more episodes before that season wraps up? About five. You're in a total of five. Yeah. You do three minutes each set? Something like that. You do like 15 minutes? Yeah. Okay. So you're done with that series. You're on Jay Leno. Mm. Did you do a set on Jay's show? Okay. So how'd that feel? Well, if I may, and I I love using this word braggadocious. I don't want to sound braggadocious. (laughs) I actually got a a standing ovation. Only seven people on on Johnny, in that Johnny Carson stage. And I didn't realize it because I forget uh, the, the Bob, uh, I forget his name. I know you're talking about the warm Reed, up. Uh, 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 Bob Reed, or whatever. The warm. So, oh, is it the warm guy or is it the producer? There was a producer name. Well, they were the two guys that were the creative okay, uh, ends of the looking for talent for Jay Leno. Oh, okay. And he said, "Turn around, look, they're standing up for you." I was so oblivious and into my own zone, I didn't even turn around. And he said, "Look, they're giving you a standing ovation." Well, also, I can say that Jay Leno, you could probably count on one hand, maybe two, the number of stand-ups he's had on his show. That was only protocol, excuse me, after you were off the show, you were allocated two minutes on his show. Regardless. Yes. That's a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you could say, you could probably do some research and say, I'm one of, say, he's one of three comics to have ever performed on Shayla really? or whatever it is, but I'm, it's probably more than three. So, uh, how'd that feel? Oh, that was a great moment. I was with Halle Berry, Halle Berry, and uh, uh, the fellow from The Monk. Uh, Monk. Oh yeah, Monk. Right. Uh, I know you're talking about. I'm John. At least a name. Yeah, yeah. He's great. And I was on that show, and I, and I got picked up with the town car. There's nothing like a town car, and sit back and relax. So, when you hit, let's say you hit it, mm-hmm. were you thinking, "This is it. I'm here. I've made it." Well, when this, this NBC type came to me and said, "You know, you can make nine hundred thousand dollars this year." And I went, I can't. I said to myself, you know, meaning that you can, you can make a financial killing. We did a 30-city tour that was beautiful and, 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 and things When followed. you say we, you're talking about the other comics? Uh, Alonzo Bowden, Gary, uh, Gary Goldman. We went on his three-person three, three oh, tour, about 30 states. So, sure, and like I said, I, 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 my whole body developed into another body. Did you make 900000 well, No, I didn't. I, I, no, not near it. What was this comic? I mean, what was this NBC executive talking about? He was saying the monies that you can make after On the, road the show, or? and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but it sounds good. Well, it's so obscure. It's so funny. Like you know, 
900, 900, like why not a million right. or it's so weird. 900, 200, yeah, 900, yeah. Actually, 300,000. Yeah. 30,000. Okay, so... Am I keeping this audience alive? Are they all right? Yeah, you don't need to apologize. All right. So you were thinking, I I could pull a million this year. Yeah, yeah. What was that year like? Uh, $240,000, and I made sure a check for 50% of that 240 was sent to Sacramento, so so I have any tax problems. So you made two, let's say a quarter of a million dollars the year you won, or you came in fourth place... With all the travel and all, then and then I had to give the government half right. of that. I got so that, ended, but you yeah. grossed, but uh, yeah, I made a nice penny. Yeah, now that was probably the most you've right. ever made, and, and it might be. Yes, was that the most you like? Was your income? Did you like? What was the best year you had before that? As a comic, I don't want to ask. I'm not trying to ng. Ask. You know the word not good. I not mean, good. Uh, I mean, I I don't want to. You know, I'm, you're making me feel proud. I can't. Divulge numbers, but they were feel very proud. small. We used to. I think. They, I think there's nothing wrong with feeling proud. I, I do. You make me feel good. Well, I think you should feel good. Thank you. You Thank know, you. it's well deserved. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. you really put your ass out there. Thank you. You know, Thank uh, you. that's why I always feel artists when they talk about what people make. I think they deserve every penny of it. Yeah. Because you know, you're a lot of your life's been on hold, Jay. Thank you. I mean, I'm 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 thinking I could be wrong, but there's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, you're a smart guy, and there are a lot of other careers you. Pro- I imagine you could take or could have taken. Yeah, where the income would have been more regular. Yeah, I think I, I think it could have been a different life, you know. But I, this is the life I chose, and and there's no regret. Really. Are you one of those guys? And I know guys like this who you could only be a comic. Like you have, you feel like you have no other skills. Because there are people like that. You know? you know, I wanted to legally change my name to Jaded London. <laughs> I've become a little jaded through the last two years and all. You know, I mean, I'm not suffering from comedic inertia, but the fact is I, 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 I've I, lost, not the gumption, I've just lost a little bit of the strain. So the I, what? The strain, meaning the strain, meaning, uh, you know, what do I mean by that? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> meaning um, I've lost a little of the vim and vigor. Okay. The vim and vigor. I'm, so um, the tenaciousness. We say, like you know, when someone's a a, a, a bright-eyed young, uh, you know, the world's my or you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times they end up getting what they imagine because they know no better. Right. But after life has taken its toll, in a sense, and the reality of how life really is, it can it can be hard. Yeah. Harder. Yeah. After enough disappointment. Yeah, and that's you know, I I I, I just. I'm still still trying to find that little nectar, that little nucleus. So when you did uh, Leno and, you know, I've always felt in the business, and I believe it's so true, that when you find success, the agents and the managers will find you. Where? (laughs) Where? Well, let me, come on. You didn't have anyone from CAA, ICM, William Morris. You had not one agent that courted you? That's a shocking Um, I, I would think they'd be all I over was, you. I was. I don't want to get into the internal workings of NBC and management and someone not being in, an integral part of the management, yet uh, it was a catch-22. I, I can't get into well, that. Well, the, in broad strokes, what? But uh, no, I, I, no one ever really clamored over, over Jay London. I've never been... Uh, no manager? Uh, uh, I've had management, but uh, Nish. No one said uh, Nish Gefelt. Nish Gefelt right? Fish. Like nothing. Um, it's, it's, it's been a very strange, awkward, dark road. What do you think about that? 
why why i mean have you tried to have you figured it like i i don't know you know i mean it's just something that i i'm i'm kind of whacked out by because i've i've had performances where i i may if i may say i've done extremely well maybe even with industry there or whatever and it's just it's i'm like the edgar Allan poe of, of comedy what tell me what you mean by that Dark. Maybe they think I'm dark on and off that stage. Or Do you think that sometimes it's hard for them to separate the look? Yeah. From it, just is like, oh, he must be. Uh, uh, I don't know. Whatever I'll, that look. I'll imitate my sister, who's pretty well to do. Look what you look like. It would have been different if you cut your hair. They would have loved. You know, it's just, just you know, they chastise me, okay. and for some dog-eyed dog, you know, some doggedy reason, I just remain this in this mold. Right. Well, it's you. It's me. It's your persona, at least. It is. It you is. know, um, do you know why Steve Martin wore a white suit? No, I and don't. And it's, it's the only reason I bring it up. I know it seems like a total non sequitur, but he, I'm just thinking about looks. I'm pretty sure I read this in his book, Born Standing or Born Standing Up, mm -hmm. that he was playing in like uh, these huge venues, mm -hmm. stadiums, and he wanted to make sure they could see him. Mm. What better than wear a white suit? Mm. Wow, that says a lot. That says a lot. What's the biggest crowd you've played for? You know, I would think right here at this Dolby, uh, I don't want to point Oh, that you're not way. being funny. I thought you were pointing at the corner of no, I'm, Yeah, I'm pointing to uh, Hollywood. I, the Dolby Center, not too, Dolby Theater, not that long ago. It was like 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. That was a nice. Uh, I've played other venues in, uh, with those numbers. It's kind of like swimming. If you can swim in one foot of water, you can swim in 10,000 feet of water. So, you know, if one likes you, it just catapults. When we look at your, when you look at your career, do you look at yourself as a struggling comic? How about this one? You ready for this? Looking for, maybe it's a vein of empathy, looking for empathy here. The question again is what? What is your question? I'll answer it right now. Okay. When you look at your career, do you consider yourself a, a struggling stand-up? More than ever. More than ever. You know, um, and again, I'm not looking for empathy. It's just, it's just, you know, I... I it's weird. It's just been weird. It's just been weird. I, you know, I'm, I do shows and then I, I, I feel the embracement is going to be there. And then other one, one time I told an audience, I'm thinking of moving to Seattle because they have a high suicide rate. And I said it on a Saturday <laughs> night and this top comic went, you can't so you can't talk dog like that on, you know, whatever. And then I think I, I was told I polarize audiences and I drain audiences and that. And this. What kind of audiences? I drain audiences. Oh, I you polarize drain them. them. I, you know, I separate them. Okay. Excuse me. No, well, I mean, listen, you're definitely are memorable. Thank you. And I mean, I've been watching your stuff and you know what? At the end of the night, who's the comic people are going to be talking about on the way home? They're going to be talking about the caveman. Yeah. Yeah, I get you a know? lot of that. And that I mean, just I get, is what it is. I mean, that's a good thing. And what's so surreal is 10 years from that show, I'll get somebody that'll stop me. And it's, I never knew how powerful that little tube is. And how it still can transcend the TV. Yeah, TV. Do you find that uh, you play head games with yourself where sometimes you're like, you know, I am very successful. This is me pretending to be you. I'm in your head right now. Yeah. I'm Jay. Uh, Jay London. Uh, I am very successful. I uh, placed fourth or fifth mm -hmm. <laughs> on Last Comic Standing. People mm -hmm. recognize me. Mm -hmm. Someone will come up to you and recognize mm -hmm. you and go, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then the flip side, you go... Why am I performing at a coffee shop? What happened? No. What is going on? No. no. Okay. No, I'm still oiling. I have to oil myself three times a week. I still have to have to retain the patter between audience and myself. No, okay. it's, a, it's a workout. It's workouts. So is it like, yeah. No, no. 
Okay, that's that's good. I no, mean, that's healthy. No, no. I'm going there just maybe to create a new idea or try something new or whatever. And just, again, to keep myself oiled as a comic. So, so like an athlete? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever get concerned that if jokes bomb, let's say, or don't do well, that that group of people in that room is going to forever look at you as a comic who's bad or has horrible material or... In other words, you only get one shot with each audience. You're only as good as your last performance, yeah. But, you know, it's, let's say you decide, I'm going to be experimental. I want to try this joke and that joke, and they don't work. Well, that audience, that's all they've seen of Jay London, many of them. Yeah. Does, well, you, does that bother you? Or No, you got to take chances. You got to take chances. I mean, if you don't take chances, you're not growing. So I, right. I, I'm just, you know, it's, uh, I once said if I gave birth to the blues, it would be, it would be um, cesarean. Meaning that um, I, I'm bloated up with a lot. I use the word again, bloated, with a lot of creativity. And the idea is for me to let the cat out of the bag. Mm -hmm. That's my issue. Let the cat out of the bag. So where's the success in your mind? What What is success? Success is knowing <laughs> that I have a roof under me and I have... Meals. Well, if you have a roof under you, that means I mean, you're sleeping <laughs> on it. <laughs> <Not a roof. laughs> Excuse me. Where are you uh, living now? If that's... Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry. A little punchy here. Um, success, is success? success is is knowing that I have a nice little fat bank account and I can carry a lot, a few, a few dollars with me and go. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this. I have the freedom, the freedom of, right. and that's what success is. Instead of being restricted and skittish with the with the dollar. And what what is your uh, performance schedule looking like in the future? Very pale. <laughs> no, I'm going to be at the Ice House tomorrow night. There in Pasadena. Theme called Seven Comics for Seven Dollars. So uh -huh. I'm part of that, and they're great audiences over so, there. So I just want to Please. ask, so, because I love, you have such a great positive spirit about this. And uh, so you don't think, wait a minute, I've been doing this 30-some years. 28. 28. Ice, sorry, 28. Ice uh -huh. House, world famous, what, really one of the top tier clubs anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But I'm gonna bill seven dollars, seven comics. You ever go really one dollar to see me? I mean, yeah. do you, do, that doesn't get to you, or you don't think no, like that? No, only I'm thinking of this rambunctious, vivacious audience, and hope that I can reach the level of of here. You know, as far as laughter, hopefully get a tape out of it and send it to a, a place where I'm, I can initiate myself on a TV program. That's my initiative. Seven dollars for seven dollars. Uh, seven comics was eh, whatever that theme that's beautiful isn't that isn't that funny <laughs> but the point is that if i can get a, a a demo out of it or some kind of tape out of it and then use that as a, a vehicle for something else I, we started with the word uh, with the fighter named archie moore uh talking yeah. about and it is like again archie moore meaning some people go through different uh excuse me different highways and roadways to get to where they have to go so to me, it's like I'm fighting in somebody's backyard. Usually when you fight in somebody's backyard, you're not going to win. So it's, I always feel the odds, you know. What do you, I'm confused. Whose backyard are you in? I'm in the backyard of, 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 of knowing that, you know, it, it, this is the last ditch moves here for me. I mean, you know, not that I can go any lower, but it's these blue, blue printed, blue collar uh, initiatives that make me stronger. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Let's I think on. I know what you're saying, and I'll rephrase it maybe. Please. That um, it's kind of like when we use the boxing metaphor, you got to get beat up a little bit and, and 
and shake it up, so to speak, in the ring mm. to get to the big fight. Yeah. And this is part of the training. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's how it sounds like you look at that's it. Easy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I understand you used to box. I tried. I did in New York. I would park my cab and go to West 28th Street with the infamous Emil Griffith. I used to train with five-time world champion and all these guys simply because I was a Southpaw. And at that time, there weren't many Southpaws. Lefty, I like huh? to take a good beating. I was well, very good at taking a beating. Well, you seem to still be. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but you do you think you have a high tolerance for pain? Emotional pain? I think I do. I'm going to tell I think you I right would now. have had a nervous breakdown many moons ago. If you were, didn't. If, if I didn't. Are you on medication? None. No, no medication. <laughs> I love asking that so seriously. No medications, no... Net, it is I a fair don't. question. And Yes, it is. You may be one of the only comics who's not. And, and it would stymie my... my my progress if I was on something like Zoloft or some kind of... You don't take... Uh, do you go to therapy? I went for therapy many, many years. Many years in New York. Many moons. Would many you say you're mentally healthy then? Sounds like you are. I would say it's time to go back. But, you know, I'll know when that interval. I go to therapy. Do you? I think I don't... You know, I, I think life can be challenging and I need someone who can hear... You know, thinking can... The most dangerous places, they say, is the, you know, between your two ears. Yeah. You know, or one if you're well, Edgar Allan. Psychopharmacology, I'm not into, you know, to, to have a designer drug to fit the illness, you know, just right. talking back and forth. This, I, this was like paying, I paid $75 right now. Thank Good. you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Dr. Cole. Yes, we will do this again. Yes. For sure. Um, well, that's cool that, you know, where do you attribute your uh, mental health, the, 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 the healthiness of it? Is it, do you think, genes or, or um, you just you got lucky? I, I think I got lucky. I mean, uh, I don't want to, if I, if I say that I might imbibe in a brownie at times, I mean, uh, just to take off the edge. Medicinal. You know, medicinal marijuana, you know, for, for, So you, you know, do take psychiatric medication. <laughs> I do take psychiatric, but it, it, it's something that I'm not addicted to. You okay. Know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll use at times. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's great. Be honest with you. Well, no, I'm, I am That'll asking be. and uh, it is a fair question and that's a fair yeah. answer and it's legal. And it's legal too. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, you have a nose that looks like it had been broken. Was that from uh, the fall in the air shaft? Or no, was that, that was ankles. I told you ankles. Uh, no, this came from, uh, I, I was training with a fellow and I figured he was like, uh, he used to be a fighter named Bob Forster who was like 175 and, and he weighed six foot four. He looked like a picnic, uh, uh, a toothpick. And I was, I, I sparred with a guy like that and I thought I can get underneath him and work his ribs. And he stepped back and my, instead of my hand being here, he just caught me with a hook and busted me up, as they would say. Okay. Well, it adds to the whole charm. Yes, yes. So I want all of you listening, if you are curious to see Jay's work, uh, just YouTube him, J-A-Y-L-O-N-D-O-N. You can see clips of him from Last Comic Standing. I know you're going to enjoy them. And uh, if you can, check out, is that first uh, first performance there, the one that you cried after and, and were so emotionally jarred from? That was in Las Vegas. Where are we talking? Is that on? Is that on YouTube? That oh no, you know, no, no, they didn't catch me on the, in the, okay. in the back scene there. No, no but no. was that performance on? If people want to see that. Oh yeah, show, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Drew Carey. Was okay, so it was nice it. Okay, so look for Drew Carey. He was the host. Uh, no, right? he's one of the judges. One of the judges. Okay, yeah. how would they be able to find that clip? Would there be some clues? It would be what Paris, Paris, two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first initiations as far as okay uh, going to the next level. Great. 
Now, I wanted to hear, um, I, I wouldn't be very careful about not running any tape of yours because yes. it's owned by the network and yes. it's very important that it uh, respect the copyrights. Of that. Yes. But why do I need to go to tape when I have you right in front of me? And what would right? you like to know? So I would love to hear, and I, I hate when people say to me, you know, do some jokes for me or, you know, but what I would love to hear are some of your, let's say your top 10. Top 10? I didn't see, I, my... <laughs> There is no level for top ten because I don't. You know, let's some, hear some of your favorites. Uh, well, we'll go back to childhood. My father would take me to the playground and put me on mood swings. Okay, that's about it. <laughs> and my mother would always threaten me: "Wait till your father gets home; he's going to fix your wagon." I never had a wagon. I got older; they told me I was off my wagon. Now I drink; I'm on the wagon. I got a lot of wagons. I dropped off my wash today. The lady said my wash was nine pounds eight ounces. I said, "As long as it's a healthy wash." What? I dropped I off. You didn't get. <laughs> Apologize for that. <laughs> I dropped off my wash. You know, I have places that you can drop off yeah, your yeah, wash. Okay, and yeah. the lady said, before she did my wash, she said, my wash was nine pounds, eight ounces. And I said, as long as it's a healthy wash. Okay, healthy, right, like whatever. a baby. Let's like a baby. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I called up all the Fredericks of Hollywood today. 223 Fredericks live in Hollywood. <laughs> they're very dry. No, they're good. And very dry. I mean, you know, this is what you do. I, yeah. I did some research on you. Uh, like there's a um, there's there's a site called Brainy Quotes something like that. There's a whole page dedicated to you. And I did not know that. Except the the guy who that the parking attendant, who's also a very good comic at the comedy store, told me about that. I am not computer savvy. Yeah, and, and he uh, let me know that. Yeah, it's very cool. And you can uh, those of you uh, who are curious, just look it up. I think it's called Brainy Quotes. Yes, or Brain Quotes. And, Brainy Quotes. And Jay London is. Uh, do you have a favorite like top three of? favorite jokes you know kill every single time you go on stage besides the caveman joke um well i can get a little lascivious i'll say do you think you know it gets a good laugh these days sometimes well at times do you think female fish suffer from vaginal dryness <laughs> that's yeah. a good joke sure uh, i like that joke that's my favorite so far. <laughs> uh, what, what else? <laughs> it's and just the like, Bed Bath and Beyond. I work in the. That's Beyond a popular pump. joke of yours, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We'll um, say that just for those who don't know. I work at Bed Bath and Beyond. I work in the Beyond department. People ask me where's the bath section. I tell them it's beyond me. <laughs> I saw a stationery store move. I'm sure you know that. <laughs> stationery. I remember you used to have uh, a pay less joke. Uh, something about pay less. Uh, work at pay less or yeah. pay less shoes. Pay I less. was in food court all day today. And food has replaced sex in my life, and now I can't get in my own pants. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, who are some of your favorite one-liner comics? Uh, Stephen Wright? Um, great, great, very artistic, very, very, way up there in the stratosphere. I like guys like Leonard Barr, who's supposedly Dean Martin's uncle, Jackie Vernon, comics from yesteryear, uh, Al Kelly, double, double talker. Uh, Henny Youngman, of course, Dangerfield. You know, a lot of comics these days, uh, it seems like it's the story it's the experience that uh, gets the laugh um, yeah. versus the turn of a word. You know, yeah. um, how does that affect your comedy? Well, uh, you know, I've heard people go, uh, I was just recently at the, uh, at the uh, Laugh Factory. I said something about that. I, uh, I don't know if I said, I, you know, I aroused one thing in woman's suspicion. Huh. Or something, and a woman went, what? What did he say? Or what aroused? What? You know, it's like. <laughs> they already make their, they're very judgmental people. I mean, the audience at times. So I have to overlap that with something that has to be way up there in, in, in content. So um, your question again, I forgot the question. What was the question? Uh, well, with the fact that the trend in stand-up for a while now has been storytelling. Yeah. And uh, people sharing their experiences. 
How does that work compare because yours is your style is so different? It's you know I, I don't want to. End I would on, think it's an asset actually. Well, I don't want to end on a, a very of, theatrical level, uh, a line here, a level. I almost drowned a few years ago trying to swim with dolphins in Santa Monica. The point I'm trying to bring out is I feel the way people tell their stories and the way they people can relate is is great because you're you're, you're capturing this, you're getting it all. When you do one liners that are a little off and you look a little off. You can look like that drowning victim, meaning that I have to watch myself. That's why I'm learning now to talk to people and, and embellish in that area. Talk to people. Do you mean audience work? Where are you from? What do you do? And then I go, oh, that's nice. You know, just walk away and whatever. You know, but I'm learning to communicate a little bit better. So there's a uh, relationship that's less of you, like as if you were on in a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's a, it's a shared experience more. Yeah. That and that's what I'm learning to do now. Just when you say let, learning, are you going to classes? No, are I'm you, just letting the cat or? out of the bag. I'm being me now. Me, I have nothing to hide. I'm, for all these years, I figured I maybe, maybe if I deep inside me, I'm hiding. So I have nothing to hide. Right. Do you ever feel like, um, you know, you've been doing this 28 years and yeah. you're still learning. Do you ever feel like either it's time to just stop because... You either get it or you, you've either hit that spot where you get it all or you don't, or is that an idea that's just not true, that a great comic's always learning and it doesn't matter whether you're a marquee name yet. I mean, you have been a marquee name. That's yeah. what's so fascinating about your story. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people still see you in that way. Yeah. I'm well, 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 well respected. And yeah. I wish I at sometimes, and I'm not here to downgrade myself had the same respect as they give me. I, I, I walk around with dowagers back. You know what dowagers back is? No. You ever see an elderly woman who oh, wounds right. bone matter in there and they start to walk? You know, I should walk, I should walk like this. And sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm weighed. You know what? I'll tell you one thing that really works for me is not using the word should. Should. Because there's a saying uh, that if you do should, you end up shooting all over yourself. Okay. It's not a healthy way for me to think in a way to... Because... Who says I should be doing anything? Yeah. It's very punishing for me to think like that. I'm yeah. just sharing that with you. Well, thank you. Yeah, because I don't know what you should or shouldn't be. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that it's about just being true to yourself. That's probably the best thing I find. Yeah. And I say get the couch after this. Get the couch. <laughs> get the couch, the pad, and the pen. <laughs> Terrific. Jay, you've been amazing. Um, I'm so happy that uh, you took this time to come No, and I thank downtown. you. This was therapeutic and it also gives me yeah. an opportunity where people can hear. Yeah, well, it was really, I appreciate your vulnerability and, and openness about some things that I could tell were challenging for you to talk about. Um, if people do want to contact you, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Um, through the local precinct where I live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just look for his picture. On yeah. It's basically jlondonlive.com. Uh, I'm on YouTube, and that's okay. basically, again, I'm not computer savvy. I have somebody that I hired to take care of that I, okay I even, he's he's too big now he's not too big he I has don't a have person the, just a text for him yeah something on that order i don't have the uh this, this not the savviness just the the mind content right. to, to do all of that well you managed to get here okay i sure didn't even <laughs> earlier than expected. i really appreciate it thank you so much hopefully we can do this again sometime thank you continued and success thank you Vic. we're all rooting for you thank you at least i thank am you. i can't speak i'm alone here in the room i'm speaking for some of you listening thank too you. i know you are too and uh yeah deck out jay stuff and i want to thank all of you again for listening and being a part of show here on uh vic cohen's it's a fair question thank you i'm vic cohen and it's a fair question 
It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. 